0: Ba 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 Bar ba 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 Bar 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 ba Bar 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 Bar
1: <laughs> that'll that'll okay, show up so somewhere. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number forty-one of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host Dan, and I'm joined here by Tristan.
2: It's really weird trying to like think through how you activate your falsetto, like trying to think about what muscles you engage, but then you can just really do it. That sounds like Mickey
0: Mouse Satan. Hi, I'm Vera. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> hey,
2: kids. <laughs> Try and crack.
1: And uh, the Spoiler Cast is your monthly look at um, what we've been playing in video games. Uh, and following that oh, sorry that was awkward <laughs> hold on let me let me re, let me just redo that piece of this so the spoiler cast is your monthly look at what we've been playing and at the end and at the end of the episode the end of the episode the end of the episode we spoil a game for you oh um, yes so tonight's game is no. not a game Sort of kind of game. Sort of kind of. Sort of kind of not something to be spoiled, which is what we do sometimes. But we're going to talk about uh, PlayStation VR. Well, uh, VR, and, in general, and VR in general. VR in general, I think. Of, yeah,
2: of VR. Uh, as it's... It's kind of this brave new frontier, almost? Sort of, kind of?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that what I... I think the most surprising thing to me about VR is, is that... Uh, How much i don't hate it
1: i think i was gonna say i think that's exactly what's surprising to me is that i don't hate it yeah i went into it thinking i was going to hate it
0: yeah i was good i was going i honestly went into vr until i heard dan say that oh i was skeptical that i liked it i was pretty much ready to be like yeah this is a waste of money why on earth would i want like extra depth in a game when i can when what i do it for games is oftentimes like story and (laughs) you know, like gameplay. like and, visuals and are really also... very low down on the list for me. Yeah.
1: And, and, and now PlayStation VR is on my Christmas list, right? Yeah. Because so. yeah. Yeah.
2: we've, well, because we've been burned before with the last big gimmick, which was motion controls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: Which play a part here, but I think, I think um, VR tools kind of make the perfect complement to motion gaming. And yes. I think this is now, like the, the I, I think that motion gaming in, in itself was a, was a fun little gimmick, but I think it didn't, didn't really tap into the potential had because it couldn't now we can with the fact that you can yeah. move around in three dimensions
0: yeah um so i've got thoughts but i talk a lot so dan why don't you go with why well you liked vr
2: well let's that, let's set a prime here so right now we've got we've got all three of the big competitors finally out yeah we've got the htc vive we've got the oculus rift and we've got playstation vr and,
1: and we've got Nintendo Switch, <laughs> which is going to be amazing. Sorry to derail the conversation. Right. Continue about your combat uh, Well,
2: so if we can get Skyrim remastered on the go, that will be a killer. Did we mm-hmm. ever talk about Skyrim on a spoiler cast? I don't think we have.
1: What is wrong with us? <laughs> like seriously, the Dragonborn. Frown. Seriously, what is wrong with us for the not the for not born having well, one well, of cause the episodes? Because
2: I'll tell you what that podcast would be. Fus Fusroda, Fus Fusroda, Fus Our hero Has a warrior's heart well, I, we, tell, you, I
0: basically. tell you
2: Well we
1: should Fus When Well it's already out But once uh, Once I get that Which
2: I, imagine, thinking I'm thinking I'm
1: going to get it For Christmas Because I That's what I That's what I told people I wanted a <laughs> Relatively inexpensive gift Idea And that was it So once we get that We should talk about bucks. it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> compared, compared to others Compared to what, what else You could ask for so, now, now for my family, not from you guys. No, so, no, of course not. Now,
2: as for our experiences <laughs> with VR.
0: I can only give you love in a random hamburger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, this hamburger I found. It's no, been I, sitting in my I, inventory for the last five years. No, no, I'd make it anyway.
1: quality beef. Anyway, HTC Vive, Oculus Rift, PlayStation VR, the main three competitors in the ring. Tristan, take it away.
2: So HTC Vive... Right now, so for anyone who is the uninitiated, if you are tuning into this because you're curious about VR and, like, what the experience has been, HTC Vive is the most expensive out of all three. It is also, right now, probably the best of the three Hmm. in terms of image quality and the fact that it does proper room-scaled VR. Like, it's got the best controllers, it's got the best indie support, it's tied in through Steam, so if you've got a good PC that can actually handle it, you are if you got the if you have the money to get a good PC and an HTC Vive, do it. Because it is worth the experience.
0: How much money does that come out to though in total? Well, so the Vive, Sixty dollars. Well, so the,
2: <laughs> special, <laughs> no. so the HTC Vive is about like, I think eight, nine hundred bucks.
0: Just the Vive alone.
2: Just the Vive alone.
0: Not even like the top end gaming PC which you'll need to interact with it, right. correct? Because you need a gaming PC to use Oh,
2: Bob. God, yes.
1: And it's
0: got to be pretty beefy, I would
1: imagine. It's got to be fairly beefy. Probably at least over a G.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hang so- your head in <laughs> shame. By the I'm way, so- I'm not laughing I'm at you so saying sorry. a G. I think- I'm so sorry. I- I'm, uh, I'm laughing at Tristan's facial expression. I'd like to, I'd like to apologize to the internet. <laughs> it's okay. I- I'm similarly ignorant. Come at me, internet. Please, <laughs> oh. start a controversy so I can have a war with you.
2: But Yeah, you you need a a fairly modern, upscale gaming PC in order to run it.
0: Which will be like fifteen hundred bucks, correct? Probably. Or can if, you make? Well,
2: it, it depends yeah. on if you build it yourself, who you buy it from, stuff, shit like that. But we're not going to talk PC building here.
0: So pretty much what we what you're saying is that if you have twenty five hundred dollars, twenty five hundred dollars on you to spend on videos or. On VR, on VR, on VR video game experience. This is the one you should get. Yes, it is. And or if you already have an awesome gaming computer because PC mm-hmm. gaming is what you care about, and you're willing to drop nine hundred bucks at once outside of any other games, because this is like the system. Not just I mean, sure it comes like with one or two games, but this is it. Like I mean, if you think about like this is like basically your. Gaming budget for a year. If your gaming budget for a year was splurging on every single release you wanted,
2: basically. Uh, um, I mean, it's it's a,
0: yeah. That's basically that's ten triple A titles plus uh, plus system all, plus, plus plus all the indies you want. It, it, it's a lot. That, that's a lot of money to spend on gaming in a year. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but um, like, and then you're spraying it all on a piece of hardware and not even on the games right.
2: with it. To be fair, most gamers, however, already have a good high end. Gaming
0: PC. Right. But I mean I think the nine hundred dollars like right. that, that, that is cost... That
2: is that's the entry point. That's the big hurdle. And so. I
0: think the other thing to keep in mind to why to me that's like such a big thing is is that I feel you could justify getting a gaming PC in your head because like, oh, I'll also be able to use it for work. Right. I'll be able this'll be like my this'll I will be able to put different things in. I could Skype with everybody, I could make things like podcasts mm-hmm. and YouTube videos. Like there's having a high powered machine, you can work with it. If you're dropping $900 on a piece of hardware where it's just only thing is to play, not just games, but VR games, mm-hmm. that's it, yeah. it, it's a big chunk of cash. I I commend the HTC Vive if they're able to keep this model up, but maybe I'm just a cheap bastard and certainly not their audience. But it's just right. like,
2: that's a lot of money. Uh, the other important things for the HTC Vive. So like I said, it does room scale VR. Yeah. Which is one of the things we kind of touched on in, in our stuff for PlayStation VR that we ran into. Um and it also has native mac support.
1: Oh, that's cool. So for all of you hardcore PC Mac gamers out there. Well,
2: well ding, for ding, example, ding. well, for example, I use a Mac for our editing. Right. Yeah. That's what they've always been for and I use Final Cut because that's what I learned. Yeah. Um is that it's nice having that option. Now, the games don't necessarily cross-platform, but at least the hardware does. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the Oculus which was kind of originally like
1: the chosen one yeah i feel like Oculusurf is vr right so it's like it was like it's sort of like it's, calling it, a tissue a kleenex sort of thing yeah at, it's, at it's this the, point
2: it's, it's got the name brand and it was definitely like going to be kind of the revolutionary piece of hardware but then facebook bought it and i think they've just kind of driven it into the ground
1: Well, they're using it for their probably their Facebook 360. I
0: I think they're using the Oculus technology for their 360 video that they have, right?
1: Right.
2: I mean, I think
0: there's also a thing, too. I think, I mean, if it was making great games, this would be um, less of a point. But I think it also suffered a public relations blow when it turned out that their CEO was uh, channeling money into basically Trump trolls for the Trump political campaign. Basically, it's like giving money for people to – do digital strategy on behalf of donald trump which then dug up some stuff that he kind of has a lot of um unsavory political stuff involved with gamergate and such uh that he's done over time which again if it's making if it was making truly great games you know whatever but if you're kind of stuck in limbo it was like hey we need a jump start it's like or I could just give it oh I, or I could just give the Japanese my money <laughs> <laughs> so, so
2: oculus is kind of like a, at a middle price point here um, but there's not a lot for it yeah but the software is there if people want to make stuff for it so right. it's kind of like it's almost like the Linux alternative here right, right. like if we're gonna like if we're gonna like assign the like if we want to do a metaphor for this HTC Vive is like Mac. It's mm. expensive, but it's gorgeous and does solid work. Mm. The, I can't wait for you to talk Oculus, about well, it. the, the Oculus. Well, the Oculus is Linux. <laughs> yeah. Is It's not as expensive, but you kind of have to be willing to do a lot of stuff on your own for it. And then PlayStation VR is Windows. It's the less expensive sort of alternative for the masses. So...
0: How much is PlayStation VR?
2: So the VR headset it's the one. itself is four hundred. The launch bundle that I got, which included the camera, the move controllers, uh, the uh, VR Worlds game, and the headset, was five hundred.
0: That's not bad.
1: No, considering a PlayStation four itself is like three hundred bucks.
2: Right.
0: So basically, for eight hundred bucks, you get. So this is pretty much uh, a third of the price. Of what you need to set up a oh, a Vive,
1: a Vive. Yeah, oh. really, it's the price of the Vive, and you get everything. Right.
0: Everything. Which, but the but why it's a third of the price too is is that with a PlayStation 4 you can play pretty much every new release of game that's out there. Mm-hmm. And doesn't the four have like not the worst backwards compatibility either? Four has no backwards. Compatibility. Yeah, Wait, it has no backwards compatibility. Yeah, no. Oh god. Gotcha. Why do people? Why okay? Slight sidetrack. <laughs> why do gaming systems? Why are they just terrible right now? Uh, they shouldn't be terrible. Like, that's not PC that's, gaming is kicking their butts. They should be do, bending over backwards to be like, oh yeah, every game in our genre from like Crash Bandicoot so, onward, we can play. And we'll sell it to you online. And, it sh- and yeah, this justifies is, not buying a computer and buying this. There is
2: no good answer for that, uh, except that all the console makers have been basically turning their consoles into crappy cheap PCs for the last 10 years.
1: And selling um, HD remakes of all other games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because
2: I mean... There's, there's, there's a lot to talk about there. Um, <laughs> yeah, just just in... just in. That's not the, a
1: sidetrack. That's like a whole other... That's a, that's a, there's like there's a, a whole other cast we'll is, get into yeah,
2: it. whole other podcast on what the industry is doing. With. Okay, so
0: that is much valid. But you can at least play new games on your PS4... Right and right. have your psvr and you're spent in the much for just the go well for just the uh vr hardware right. of the of the vive
2: yeah so i've personally had experience with the with the Vive. i don't own one mm-hmm. but i have used one mm-hmm. and the P- playstation vr which we which i do own, which is yeah what we used and that's what dan I and
0: i did when we yeah, used yeah. your vr yeah
2: so my personal experience here is that it For me, it's been very obvious that the PlayStation VR is the least expensive of the three. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of like build and sort of like just overall kind of like image quality stuff like that, it's it's very obvious that the the PSVR is the least expensive of the three. Right. However, of the three, Mm -hmm. if anything is going to make VR a mainstream thing, that's it.
0: Because it's uh, because it's not it's expensive
2: because it's not a, it's it's got a lower entry price point mm-hmm. and it's already got a very large install base for anyone who has a PS4. Right, right. Now, um the other, now the other thing too though is that the PS3 is probably going to have more support from AAA developers. Right, because it's already tied into Sony and PlayStation. Yeah, whereas the Vive has de- has assuredly much better support for the indie scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. What this
2: means though is that you're also paying a lot more for PlayStation VR games than you are for Vive games. Right. Because again, Vive games are all done like through Steam. Because you can use Steam with it. Right. So Steam Summer Sale, great! Load me up! On right. And I remember there was a like,
1: what was that Oculus Rift game that was like kind of a space simulator that announced a couple of years ago. It's probably like every game on there now. But...
0: Sorry. Well, you've got no, the...
2: Isn't the Eve game all in Eve, VR? So Eve, so Eve Valkyrie is kind of right now kind of like the kind of like um, like gold star like VR game. Like, like if you want like a real triple A like VR title, um, that's going to be it. Is that Allie?
0: Yes. You're not letting us down, Allie. We love you. Yes, and we've already started.
1: Yeah, we've already started.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, um, I will say that the PlayStation VR, it's very comfortable.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I like that it's adjustable for like forward, so that if you're wearing glasses, you don't have to take your glasses off. Mm-hmm. Um, the big issue we've run into during our time with the PlayStation VR is that it does only have one camera mm-hmm. yeah um whereas the ht5 has two really yep and the H C 5 you set up two cameras at different angles hmm. that then generates the room scale the room that, you're that it, you work yeah. in so that you never lose track with one of those cameras unless you go way outside and you start jumping or something yeah the problem with the PlayStation VR is that if you turn around you can lose connect you don't have nearly as much space to work in and if you turn around and it can't see your controllers then you're in trouble right uh, the big thing we encountered this on was uh, the Brookhaven experiment which is a game that it's on uh, you can see our playthrough for the Halloween Spooktacular on our YouTube channel plug plug but one of the things we ran into is that in that game things come at you from behind yeah and you can't really turn around or aim behind you because you only have the one camera
0: in all of my in my VR two my in my VR experiences uh, the two VR games that were specifically done for VR I having to, re, to, to reset the camera happened frequently yeah uh, it didn't take away from the fun per se but it is something where like you need to find, you need to basically map out where the reset button is. Yeah. I feel like once you map out, it's gonna to be up here. Well, it's like oh, got disaligned, re- reset. Mm-hmm. But because uh, once you clicked it, you were fine. Right. And there, um, it's not buggy as much as that. Like you do have to rig the ship, so to speak.
2: Right. And games where, like for example, when we did the re 7 kitchen trailer, or E Valkyrie, which have you static. Yeah. Work great. Like E Valkyrie, you are sitting in a cockpit. Yeah. And where the VR comes in is it lets you sort of look around, look down, like get a view of targets as they're coming around you, stuff like that. Um, Res Infinite, the VR side of that, has you third person. So you can look around to gain stuff, but if you need to like do something behind you, you can directly control your character. Mm. So you can spin yourself around so that you're then looking at what's behind you without having to turn yourself around. Right which gets around that kind of neatly. Um, but that kind of comes into... So, I think that while VR may eventually become mainstream, yeah. it's never going to become de facto.
0: No, no. I, I, I don't think that that's going to be the case at all. I do not think it's going to be a de facto thing.
2: No, because there are... Because we can sum up most VR experiences. But basically, okay...
1: Well, kids can't use it. There you go. There's number one.
2: Right. Is Um. that if you are under 12, you should not be using VR. Same as uh, the 3D function on the 3DS. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, Because your eyes are still... Well, no. It's because at that age, your eyes are still kind of growing and learning how to look at the world. Uh. And doing stuff like VR or the 3D on the 3DS can screw up your eyes' development
1: oh that's awful I was going to say we'll find out the true effects in like 10 years yeah right because parents are going to be terrible <laughs> yeah
2: um, but there there are but basically most VR mo, most VR things that exist right now can be summed up in one of a few ways it's either it is a static you, you are either a static character meaning you are in one spot and everything kind of moves around you or you move from sort of venue to venue Mm -hmm. Um, Brookhaven Experiment is a good example of that Uh, the London Heist is a good example of that where you you are just you are in one spot and stuff moves around you second way you can do it is where you are stationary in your your little space Mm -hmm. but you can kind of like move around and look around stuff and then you move from spot to spot Mm. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of the early HTC Vive games do that where you just sort of say okay I'm here I want to move over there and then what it does is you're moving there in the game basically moves the position of your head camera mm-hmm. to that new spot like the,
0: the little robot game I was playing that's what you do with
2: That's that. that's actually a little different because in that you are the game camera yeah and you are moving your character through it and sort of it's like dragging you along right. behind it, yeah, which is a jarring experience. Which is which is jarring. What was so, that? What was that game called? Uh, I forget what the actual title of it was, but that was the VR Playroom on PlayStation VR. Yeah. Uh,
0: and why don't we talk a little bit about like why why this is cool? Because yeah, yeah.
1: because well, like I feel there, oops, there's, there's one more experience. There's yeah.
2: one more sort of experience, which is where you are seated.
1: Yeah, and that so. I've only, I only, Actually, only more. the only there's... game, yeah, the only game I played was the same, the yeah. VR, uh, playroom, but, like, it's one of those things where you don't really get it until, until you experience you it, it. Yeah. and then once you experience it, you're, Tristan's describing these things, and as he's describing it, I'm getting, like, like, I want to just jump out of my pants, and, like, well, that's weird. I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm just saying the weirdest stuff tonight. It's or, all good. I want to jump out of my seat and, like, try it out, you know, like, mm-hmm. you're explaining the Eve valkyrie thing and now that i've before i played psvr i'd be like oh whatever it's the space simulator but now that i've done that i uh, i played one of the, the the games like i can just in, literally envision the entire experience and it's like the coolest thing i've ever oh yeah like,
2: no no eve valkyrie is really freaking cool it's awesome yeah. um but, but you're saying that there's yeah. one where you're stationary there's more, yeah there's there's one where you're seated and controlling stuff so that's like eve valkyrie uh battle zone which is where you're in a tank so so those are you are moving something mm-hmm. but you yourself are stationary yeah so you get the sensation of movement but only because the vehicle or thing you are piloting or thing you are in is what's moving yeah uh, the third part of the London heist is like that the two and then the last one is one that is exclusive to the HTC Vive and that's where you're in a room scale experience
1: oh wow where
2: where it is like no this is a space and you have free movement within it, right? And that's, I think, where the vibe really shines. Right. Um, Although
0: that's another expense too, because you have to have a room, a room that you can devote right. To, right. But for example, like, <laughs> to, your like game. for example, my
2: living—well, for example, my living room here. If I moved out, like the Ottomans and stuff, we'd have that much space. Right. Right.
1: Right. But you have to do that. You have you to have do to have that. A room. And you have to
0: like in a time where like your folks were well, were not around right. and such, like. I mean, it's it's like it, it's something that can be that I think most people can do, but it's inconvenient. It it's, it, it, it's inconvenient. Yeah, and unless, <laughs> unless, yeah, unless
1: you literally, like you said, have a space that you've devoted to. Which <laughs> you to know, I mean, experience. if you have like, like a thirteen-bedroom house or something, oh, yeah,
0: there's certainly a clientele of people with like, um, money. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, with, with with money and space where they can have like their gaming den room. Like <laughs> yeah. that's that's certainly certainly a thing. Right.
2: and and these room room scale experiences. Some of them are amazing. Um, like, Valve actually did a portal one. Oh. Which was the uh, portal workshop where you are brought in as a robot repair technician. Oh, nice. And, it's, and so you have a whole workshop around you that you can explore and play around in. Uh, there's another one i saw that was like an escape the room situation oh that's, where, that's or, the first thing i thought it was like yeah where you're like in this little cubicle and you have to look around and open stuff and look in stuff and find keys and move stuff in this virtual space that's cool uh the other thing the htc vive the htc vive has over everything else is its sort of programmability um there's uh if you check out um these guys the channel the node youtube channel these guys are Basically, it's a gaming channel for this com- for this company that does like v- VFX and stuff. Mm-hmm. Love these guys; they're great. Um, they've been playing around with what well, they're calling it mixed reality. Cause, well, so what God they eye. no no so what they've done I fear
1: for fifteen years from now or something. No, no, so, so what it is is okay.
2: they've create they put up a green screen
1: mm-hmm.
2: and put you know put themselves in it in that space, and that is their HTC Vive space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they have a camera that is hooked up to one, another vive controller mm-hmm. that has been programmed in as a external camera inside vive programs right so as they move their camera it also moves the in-game camera yeah. inside the inside the program yeah and then they over they overlay that into um, onto the green screens but the vive can also record a separate Uh, foreground layer so you can have it so that you're standing there you see everything like around you admittedly this is all in post and when you're actually playing you're just actually playing it in front of a green screen but you can see stuff like moving past you Mm -hmm. as you actually sit in this three dimensional space and it looks amazing that's awesome like in post like, you, like uh, there's an HTC Vive game, which is uh, Space Pirate Trainer. As I say,
1: I'll have to pull up a link for some of this stuff for people uh, yeah. in, the, in the notes.
2: Um, it's one of those stationary games where you are in a stationary spot, like, defending against waves of enemies. And, like, the way they have it set up, you can see, like, lasers, like, zooming past the person because it's recording the foreground layer in three-dimensional space based on where the physical camera is.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I... I can't really describe it, but We'll just it post out. the link. We'll post, we'll post the link. The link. It looks amazing. Okay. And that's sort of the neat stuff you can do with the HTC Vive, which you don't have with the PlayStation VR.
1: I think I understand what you're getting at, but I think I'd have to see it. Yeah. yeah.
2: You, well, like, like VR in general, you have to experience it to kind of get it. So in terms of the
0: experience of it, um, what I would say that I really liked about VR is that and what like again, I came in very skeptical. The only time where I thought I might not be skeptical was when after we did our Apocalypse Z shoot, which spoiler you shoot, you're gonna take a look, it's <laughs> awesome on our YouTube channel, um, was uh, when Whispin Dan said like, yeah, I was very skeptical, but I liked it. Yeah. And what I loved about it was that you, it gives a sense of depth. Like when you put on those right. goggles and you're in the game, you're like you look down and you get a little bit of vertigo. Yeah, and you feel and you feel immersed in a way it's, that you don't when you're on the screen, and it's really right.
2: cool. It's an extra layer of immersion mm-hmm. that can really make or break stuff. Like, like if you see us playing the re 7 Kitchen video, I was legitimately freaked out.
0: I mean, I was not, I I was not playing it through three D. I was just watching you do it, but like it was frightening, even watching it on the flat screen and i can imagine it would just be terrifying
2: with that right there in your face I'm...
0: yeah because i was playing uh i played the re7 demo um with the goggles on where it wasn't like fully 3d right where it's was it was just a like a flat plane screen. but even when you play it with a flat plane it's still like you're still immersed like you don't right. have the depth it's not as much uh but it's still
2: it's still a pretty cool experience because right, it shuts out everything around you unless you've got a Focus
1: on. That might be a good way to describe it to people who haven't played it is if you've ever gone and seen a three D movie, just picture that that screen of something reaching out and grabbing you is everywhere. Like (laughs) there there is no nothing else but the screen. Like anywhere you look, up, down, left, right, anywhere behind you, there's a screen and there's something reaching out at you or pulling away. But the
0: better thing than the three D movie is that the three D movie that is correct, but a lot of times there's I feel the except if the three d movie is really good. There's only so many effects that's real, are really effective, and a lot of those good effects are also dependent on where you are sitting in the theater. Right. Mm-hmm. So picture a really effect, a really well directed movie was to where it had 3D in the direction. You're in the perfect seat, and it's a really effective portion of it. And then that's the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like it's basically the best part of you get forget from seeing a movie in 3D all around you.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that's something I hope we see. Is I hope we see people shooting. Like I hope someone comes up with a way to shoot movies this way. So that you so that you take the role of basically like a standing bystander in these movies.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the, the character that, the, the, as you know, as being a film student, the camera is such a character in a movie mm-hmm. that that would be right.
1: It'd
2: be very hard, be to very do difficult.
1: Well. Like but, imagine being like in the crowd in Spider Man, like coming f- swinging by. Like you're in the middle of Manhattan, and Spider mans yeah. comes swinging I mean, by. and
2: there have, are and there are experiences like that for VR, where they are more like interactive movie segments.
0: Right. And to be fair, there is a game already that does powerful cinematic narratives where. You can turn the camera any either way and that to me is still and why it made it so special at the time and why I'm so looking forward to the sequel still, is that was Half-Life 2. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. That was Half-Life 2. And, you know, I thought that's what you were talking
1: about, and you're right. You're absolutely right. But it's just so funny that you said you're looking forward to the sequel. Um, yeah. That's another story for another game.
0: Oh yeah, it's totally other cats than we Half-Life 3 Cubs. Um,
1: it's funny you said that because I was thinking about this that that as well. Like even though it's not 3D and like the graphics are out at this point a little outdated, although it still looks better than you would think. And oh, yeah. the, um, it's
0: because the direction right. is amazing. Amazing, right so the best direction ever in a game. you
1: get like out in these, these these views and everywhere you are it's like different viewpoints right so the beginning you're kind of in the you know in the audience if you will you're walking through like this this processing you know system with with the combine and then later on you know you're in an airboat and you come out and you see these big sweeping vistas Ugh. and then there's like horror sections
0: where you see other people pick shoot. up that can
1: yeah right there's just so much to to see and it is set up very cinematically that
0: yeah <laughs> No, it's it's great. Um but why I don't think it's going to be what here's why I think the future of 3D is. It's awesome when it's done right. Mm-hmm. It's awesome when a game is designed for it, but it's not something that's for every game. Like I don't think no. by by any means. It's just and there's plenty of games where there's going to be a 3D component to it and it's like you didn't have to have that.
2: Yeah. And which I is, think that what it, which is what we're starting to see with movies.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think really What's going to happen is going to be similar to the way 3D is used in movies in that games that are designed for VR, which like, we are making a game and we have in our, with our directorial sensibilities, VR in mind, they're going to be great. It's going to be a great new palette for creators when they're like, we want to make a game where the VR is an intrinsic component. Those are going to be great. And the games where it's just, uh, we're going to slap on VR because we can sell more money or like we can add to it. Those are going to be from okay to... This is really jarring and taking the out of it. Actually, it's funny
1: you say that because the the PlayStation the VR Playroom thing with the platformer game—that's an example, in my opinion. I, I know it was my one of, like my first time using it, so it kind of had that initial shock value. Mm-hmm. But thinking back on it, like that's an example of an experience that shouldn't have been three-dimensional right right? there's no reason for that game to be three-dimensional
0: like a normal platform right but it worked though because the direction of it allowed you to experience and Mm -hmm. enjoy the three-dimensional portions of it
1: to a degree but i would i would even say that something like the eve um, Eve valkyrie and stuff like that were better
0: suited Mm -hmm. oh definitely Um, definitely but the drive but like yeah i mean if you're making a platformer game there's no reason to make it vr compatible right but if you are going to make a, plat, a vr capable platformer game you want it to be like the playroom right 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 um but yeah no i think that it's, it's yeah i think it's similarly the way it is with movies and that the 3d movies that are awesome are ones where they're designed by directors often it's really good directors mm-hmm. who are like who straight and make great movies outside of it like uh for instance life of Pi, ang lee mm-hmm. the 3d and that was great uh hugo martin scorsese yeah. the 3d and that was great <laughs> People shit all over James Cameron, but he's a great director, and Avatar was great because he made it in design. Um, but right, it was a movie designed specifically
2: for, for the 3D.
0: 3D. But if you, know, for instance, I remember seeing the final Harry Potter movie in 3D, and it was just not very good with it. It was a fine movie, but the 3D was actually I. And I was reviewing movies in the newspaper at the time. I said, "Don't see it in 3D because." The, there are a number of scenes of it that are very dark in terms of like dark coloration, mm-hmm. and you couldn't see what was going on. It yes. just was like it clashed. It just yeah. It was clearly like, oh, we're going to add a three D component to it right. when well, it didn't have to have it, well, and that, that's it, an issue, it, it, it was not good.
2: That's an issue specifically with movies, yeah, uh, because they are being projected onto a not a. They're they're being adapted for hardware that was not originally designed for three D. Right. Right. And so adding the 3D to movies typically makes movies darker. Right. Yeah. Because you are layering multiple images. Right. Mm. So that that is a problem that is specific to two movies that you're trying to add 3D into. Yeah. Something like, like VR, however, because you have hardware specifically built for that, Yeah. like like the Playroom game is bright and colorful and happy and sunshiny. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. That you get that. Um... The other thing too, though, is I think there are certain genres of game that will probably never, unless unless the industry does a big revamp of stuff, will probably not be indicative or uh, con- conductive to VR. RPGs are the big one that come to mind, like the Final Fantasies, like stuff like that.
0: Were you talking about putting Skyrim in there? though?
1: I would. I mean, but that but, I think he's talking about like a like a third person,
2: right? basically any third person game.
1: Because I mean I would buy a VR now if Skyrim is available in VR. (laughs) They're they're working on
2: that and if they pull it off people are going to vanish from real life. Um, But but stuff like VR, uh, stuff like uh, Skyrim, stuff like Fallout 3 or Fallout 4 are first person experiences. Right. So they are already in a good spot for that. But I'm, I'm thinking stuff like, like platformers. I'm thinking stuff like uh, like RPGs. I'm thinking stuff like... Uh, strategy games.
0: Strategy games. There's no reason why StarCraft or any successor to StarCraft should be in VR. Right. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool like, to like, point and, and move like, around like, your map. and well, yeah. Right. I, mean, I guess the thing is that a director could make a VR experience awesome in any genre, but whether that, that's necessary or whether you're going to take the time for it... You know, we'll be need to see it, and you know, we could be in our words in five years. Maybe everything is that, but I just don't know if it's. I guess it's going to depend on how much, how expensive that that hardware is, and how much like benefit you get out from an individual game.
2: But there's also one thing that we will probably never ever see full VR fighting games. Fight, well, fighting games. But I was going to say the big one is first person shooters. Really, I would think that would be a natural fit. Here's why. What is first of all, um, first of all, a lot of the faster first-person shooters, yeah, you would get nauseous so fast.
0: Oh, you're right. You'd get, you would like, get, super nauseous. You'd get super vertigo.
2: You get super vertigo. You get super nauseous super quickly.
0: And, and I will say that I even got like vertigo, being even after an hour and a half in it, like I began to get a little bit seasick.
2: Yeah. Never mind when you are running, looking, aiming, shooting at like Call of Duty speeds. Mm-hmm. Forget it.
0: I mean, even Skyrim. I'm curious, like how long people are going to be able to take, yeah. Yeah. even surrounded by gorgeous world in this awesome thing, like before before that has. And I wonder if that might be an actual limitation to growth because, I again, like well, I just played in the playroom and. Did the the just the non three D Resident Evil trailer with the VR set on, and I gotta tell you, like at the end of it, I was beginning to get a little, I was getting lightheaded. Yeah, um, not yeah. enough that it ruined my experience, but definitely in that like I did not want to play anymore.
2: That is actually uh, a big issue, is that certain certain games are more likely to do nausea than others. Mm. Some people are more are more susceptible to it. Like. Uh, Eve Valkyrie is apparently one of the biggest like offenders of this in terms of making people motion sick. Mm. For me, I'm fine. Right. I'm fine with it. However, this is a sticking point: is that right now, basically, the only way to get VR games is digital distribution, and you can't return VR games. So here's the issue mm. is what if you spend 60 bucks on a AAA VR title and as soon as you drop in you become uncontrollably nauseous to the point where you can't play the $60 mm-hmm. game you just bought and you now have no way of returning it.
1: You can't really return a box game though either. I mean you could you could give it to GameStop for a value but you can you can't really return it if it's opened.
2: Right.
0: But there's no I mean so I think that I mean <clears throat>
2: yeah
1: can't yeah. they just institute like a rule that says hey if you feel sick
2: that's the thing they would need to put in they would need but right now something like that like you can do returns and stuff through Steam it's something they've been adding recently but through like the PlayStation Store yeah doesn't exist yeah I mean I feel like the
0: nausea thing is is uh, is is a a bit of a barrier and I think that may also cause I want to say perhaps a filter for quality control and that like We're not going to add it on to something unless we unless we really think it's going to Mm -hmm. be an excellent experience. I think that may also prevent make it so there's less VR only experiences because uh, yeah, uh, unless again it's just like really inimical to inimical to it. Uh, But yeah, no, I mean it's it's an interesting brave new world that we're dealing with. Uh, So Dan, now that Triss is out (laughs) of the room, what kind of dirt do we want to um?
1: Well, I have a question for him when he when he gets back about whether games can be played on either or, right? Right. Because I actually don't know the answer to that question right now. Oh, definitely. It's probably an obvious question that he can just answer in definitely. a second. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they handle like returns and, and that sort of experience. And I think that there are so many barriers to entry with three D. That's another kind of kind of nail in its coffin. It's as, as like this is going to be the neutral medium. I, I can't say that's the case because kids can't play it. Yeah. And that's I mean. Let's be honest. Like, it's I mean, a huge who, market. Who, I, I go online and play shooters sometimes. Yeah. Your market is kids, right? I mean, and if yeah. you're under, I th- and I think it's like, it's not like under four. It's like, if you're under like 12, I think it is, 12 or 13, you're not supposed to be playing these games. So there goes a giant chunk of your market. There's giant one chunk. end. Then there's another end. I have a coworker who actually gets motion sick just from playing first person shooters as they are in, really? in two dimensions. Yes. And I get, I have motion sickness, like if I'm in a car, if I'm reading anything, um, I get a little motion sick, so I can see so many, so many examples, of, or so many people would would not be able to play. And these I games don't in 3D. normally
0: get motion sick. Period, and I got after like extended yeah. period. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm someone who can read, who can read in a car, who could on know, fine fine on boats mm-hmm. but um <laughs> not everybody put that is. on your
1: uh put that on your tinder profile there fine, <laughs> fine, on, on, fine boats. on boats <laughs>
0: uh, i actually put the castro picture as my tinder that, profile that, right that, that's, right that's right awesome uh, That is awesome I, I i look like young fidel castro and uh, that's my uh, tinder profile I, I, I went with him in salem for halloween this year so tinder profile picture um if you've discovered me congratulations Now, run. (laughs) Uh, Tristan, so the question we asked when you were in the bathroom
1: is, basically, is a 3D game 3D only, or can you play it, experience it 2D or 3D? What does that look like? Like, if I I stole it 60 bucks, can I play it in both 2D and 3D?
2: It depends on the game. Okay. It depends on the game. Um, Now, every game will also display on your television. Mm -hmm. So you could, theoretically, just leave the 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 uh, VR like like on your couch and just play normally. But a lot of them are at least thus far are built around being able to move your point of view
1: in three D with your head. Okay.
2: Right. Now something like now something like Res Infinite, you can totally play that without the VR headset on.
1: It is it an option like in the menu somewhere?
2: So, uh, so that, that's what it, I'm. Res Infinite actually has a. Right on the main menu, a switch between okay. TV mode and VR mode.
1: That's, that's the what I was getting at, okay.
2: And what it does is it changes around the aspect ratio mm-hmm. so that it looks correct either in the VR headset or on the TV based on how you're playing it, <laughs> which I think is probably the best way to go if you can work that into your game.
0: Yeah, I think being able to toggle, toggle off and on because... I mean unless there's I think there's a large chunk of people who won't be able to have like long gaming sessions with VR and you know I think one of the thing one of the fun things about like really getting into the game is sometimes you know just like you have a Saturday you have a Saturday and you want to just like do four hours on like let's say dishonored or something mm-hmm. um, like you know that to me is like when I really get into a game is when I just like want to spend a good a long amount of time with it and I feel that the thing that should be the barrier to that is like oh you know, I want to get some work done or oh I'm feeling a little physically tired it shouldn't be nausea nausea should not be <laughs> yeah. the thing that stops your gaming session <laughs> yeah. it should be responsibility Dan you know, to, <laughs> you
2: know, to, to that I'm a kind of a weird case yeah uh, like VR stuff hasn't made me nauseous yet but for example something like uh, Killer is Dead which is which I love I, I, it's a Susan 51 game I love to play and that game there's no VR there's no 3D to it dear God, it makes me nauseous and I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it's different things trigger different people for yeah. sure. Um, or when I played Doom 2 on my modern computer and it was running at like 360 frames per second. <laughs> oh, God. Oh.
1: Yeah, a question just came up is just staring into your eyes, <laughs> person, is... Um, I lose myself there sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, that's why these podcasts gone for an hour and a half. It's um, true. So, I... I could wear glasses, but I wear contacts, so, and I know when I used to go to the movies before I had contacts, it was a really uncomfortable experience to have to wear a thing of a 3D glasses on top of glasses, because they don't really yeah. have a solution for that right now. My yeah. question to you, of course, now is, you wear glasses, Tristan, what does that experience look like?
2: Okay, um, well, so one thing is that I can do VR without having to wear my glasses, Okay. because I am, my so my prescription is very weak, Okay. and technically, it's I'm just nearsighted in one eye. Oh, okay. So if I have just a screen that's like, you know, like an inch in front of my face, mm-hmm. that's okay, because I'm focusing on the screen, not the object that's way back in the distance, being rendered by the by the by the system. So I'm focusing on something that's here, even though it's, like, you know, yeah. what I'm looking at is a ways away. Yeah, visually. Um, So what I will say is is that they all have, all the headsets have a layer of sort of adjustment to them. Um, The vibe is okay if you have to wear glasses. It's definitely more comfortable without. I do like on the PlayStation VR that you can uh, slide the goggles forward and backward away or closer to your face. So if you do have to wear glasses, you can actually click the headset a little further out so that you have room. Or if you don't have to wear glasses, you can slide it all the way back so it's like nice and flush and firm with your face.
1: Hmm. Well, do you know anything about the Oculus Surf and how it would handle that? Um, I Having do not. not.
2: Yeah. I mean, my experience with what I've seen of the Oculus is that it's very much a set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, w- I would imagine probably out of the three of them, the Oculus may be the least comfortable to wear with glasses. Okay. Mm. Or impossible to wear with
0: glasses. Just a Less curious because I think that their creator wears glasses.
2: Right. So there may be some gap some built in. adjustment or something that you could do. Yeah. It, yeah. It would be weird if there wasn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially considering he has glasses. I mean, that would be the first thing you'd think of, right? Right. As the creator of the product.
0: Exactly. No. So, I mean, I think we've pretty much said everything we have about it. It's it's, it's a cool new bit of design space. I am eager to see what creators are going to do with it. Um, but yeah, there's from motion sickness to not being suitable to all games to just being you know, again, I think requiring a s- actual focus uh, and like actual good creative direction in order to make work of it. I think it's going to be good, but it's definitely not going to be the default by any means.
4: Yeah.
5: No matter what It's quite alright to hate me now But we both know Had no chance to prepare couldn't see you coming. And we started from nothing. Ooh, I couldn't you know it's so bright to hate me now. We both know that deep down the feeling still deep down is
2: good. The the question is gonna be whether it ever rises out of the gimmick status.
1: Like the, like the motion controllers
0: did not. Right. I think it will because I think it's like a much bigger game changer than the motion controller. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's, it's going to require some good developers deciding that we want to make a game that really truly takes advantage of this.
2: Right. Cool. Now, last thing. La- final word. Final word. <laughs> final word. The final word. Uh, just the weirdest experience I've had with VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how many of our listeners are familiar with Hatsune Miku.
1: Oh, I had a, I had a feeling something yeah. like like this was was coming. I, I, I don't know what's coming. I don't, I don't I don't know either, but I know somehow. <laughs> so, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't know what's coming, but I totally know what's coming. So for
2: those of our audience who are unfamiliar with Hatsune Miku, or Tristan, is she is a digital. I, I, I guess the best way to put it is that she's a digital pop idol?
1: Oh. Um, <laughs> Should I hit the spacebar key on my Mac? <laughs> <laughs> um, hit so, the lever. For, for those of you at home that don't use GarageBand, that stops the yeah. recording. <laughs> all right, all right.
2: Uh, there's a, a, this Japanese company has this uh, voice synthesis program called Vocaloid, mm-hmm. which is a program designed to emulate and generate vocal patterns. Yeah. So you can use it to replicate speech, but it's very deep. You can Mm -hmm. do stuff like tone inflection based on individual sounds. Um, You can do like whole conversations, but it's all primarily in Japanese. Yeah. Um, And there are different voices you can pick from. So there are like male voices, female voices, English voices, Japanese voices, German voices, what have you, um, that are designed for each different sort of vocal pattern. One of them is named Miku, and way back when, someone someone in Japan realized that wait a minute, if I get good enough at this, I can use this voice to sing songs. Okay. <laughs> and then people started drawing, so people started making songs with the vocals done by this digital program. Okay. And the the Miku voice was the voice best suited for singing. Okay. So then people started drawing artwork of what this Miku would look like. Oh, (laughs) no. Hatsune Miku is now a, like, legitimate, entirely digital pop idol from Japan. Okay. They have created... How are you going to horrify me now, Tris? (laughs) (laughs) They have created VR... Concerts for Hatsune Miku. That was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Until you realize that you oh. were in the audience during these events, and they, uh, she, let's just say she's fully rendered. What? <laughs> okay. that's, like, that's where I thought this was going. And uh, but but honestly, that that actually I sparked... thought
0: you were going to on a dating sim. That just yeah. <laughs> oh no
2: no. Don't think that's not coming.
0: Oh, it is.
2: (laughs) Don't think that that's not where this will eventually go. (laughs) I don't think for a second that this is not where. What? Okay. Um, Anyways, um, you're saying. Anyways, but what I will say is that until the moment where I unfortunately happened to look up while she was flying around the stage, um, (laughs) just when I thought I was out of the woods, I was like, no, I was like, okay, this is going to be weeb as hell. (laughs) <laughs> but I can get a free demo. So let me just see what this is actually like. It <laughs> yeah, does a good job of feeling like you are standing in a crowd at a concert. Just, it happens to be everything digital. Well, so this, is,
1: so this is my question. So I just sparked something totally out of nowhere for me is you could technically, now I don't know if this exists or not, but couldn't you use like VR to simulate experiences, but in reality. So like,
2: well, band it, has a concert right that's what I was talking about with like with the like shooting movies right. for VR is if someone can create a camera rig that can do that
1: that can just properly replicate
2: that can just output
1: 360 degree video is what I'd be asking for
2: it. oh you could totally do that that's yeah, easy I mean, enough straight what? up
0: there are certain bands with giant followings um, like for instance Fish, or whatever got or Dead in Company or Iron Maiden where like I mean for instance I would I've been to one Iron Maiden concert in my life. It was awesome. I would totally do the VR experience right. of like four hours of Iron Maiden. Like I can look around. I can see Bruce Dickinson dancing around the stage. It would be like best seat in the like house. Camera
2: mm-hmm. well, in the well, stands. Here's exactly. where I'm thinking this will go. Is that right now? Right now, that Hatsune Miku thing is single player. <laughs> <laughs> Drag well, no, 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 no. Let, me, me let, back
1: me in. let me let me let let me go. <laughs> I was
2: I was clawing my way out, and <laughs> no, you just pulled me back in. Let me, let me continue. Let me finish here. Is that right now, it is a single player experience. So it is you in a crowd of faceless black shadows, basically. Okay. Uh, but just think of the opportunities if you made that like a multiplayer experience. Yeah. So it's
0: basically where you would get to see the concert with a bunch of other people.
2: Right. But think, think, of, think of it this way set, what if you set up what is basically like an MMO, but as a concert series in VR? These are that you, you pay okay. for like a pass on and the and the concerts just keep going, especially if you have something like like a digital singer who doesn't need to rest, doesn't need to take mm-hmm. breaks. You can just keep going and you just choose when you want to jack in and pop into this situation. Jacking like, like, in is
0: a term for putting
2: VR on. Yeah. But like oh well, no no, like be like, hold on. So so like, okay, uh so, so this Saturday at 8, if I run the program, I'll see this show. And then I can enter into this digital space with other people who are all watching the show, (laughs) all represented in VR as their own avatars. In all seriousness,
0: if you did this for like an Iron Maiden concert or a Fish concert, people would actually be interested in talking to other people in that fandom community.
1: And then you could just, I mean, you could just record a concert, right? you could towards the front row with a 3d camera and then you could view whenever you want put in your headphones and watch a live show
0: yeah no i mean this is this is uh seems very simple and i think really excellent actually like i gotta tell you this is i i am all in on the uh on, or, or even better walk it if yeah, like if yeah. you just got basically allowed for a 3d camera to just fil- film the walk in heavy metal festival yeah and then every year you, if you couldn't the plane ticket and go to Germany. You put on your VR and then you get to see the whole show right. in VR yeah. with like awesome surround sound what headphones. What you can do is you could do it as a amazing.
2: but what you could do is you could do it as a as a, as an application for each for each show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about it. you could. So buying the application gets you access during the show as it's performing. Oh. But then they've already got all that footage. You could go back. Oh and no! Relive the same concerts that's,
0: multiple that's, times. That's what I would. That, that's what's exciting to me. It's like I pay for it, and then like I get to exp- enjoy the concert again. Um, or even better, like say like it's you know we've all been to concerts that we tell our friends about. Right. It would be interesting if you'd be like, "Hey, I'm on this awesome concert! Let's both put on our headsets, and I can see you. You can see me, and we are going to enjoy right. this this right. this yeah. sweet band
2: stuff like that." Is where I see the future of VR as being like incredible, like groundbreaking, like changing the way we experience the things we enjoy. Sports?
1: Sports. Yeah. Put Sports. it on an NFL helmet. Put it, put it a little camera on. An, oh, that, never mind. No, yeah, no, 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 Gosh, no, 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 no. That's,
0: that's traumatic.
1: <laughs>
2: no, easy thing to do is you just have a seat in the in yep. the stadium. Yep. Be like, this is the seat for VR. Mm-hmm. And you have your rig there. I mean, behind like a home regular plate. seat.
0: If you had a nice seat behind home plate in Fenway... And then you could just have a VR seat for every Red Sox game. Oh, you know me so well. (laughs) (laughs) You know all the right things to say. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) By the way, we should do baseball next year together. (laughs) When when Uh, the the Aggies come down. Oh, of course. The beauty
2: of that is that you only have to dedicate one physical seat of your stadium. And then you can sell that seat a hundred times over, a thousand times over. Yeah. No, it's it's for the a, best seat in the house for each game.
0: Well, the other cool thing about that too is is that um just to make sure that no one pours beer on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> especially in Fenway you know somebody's gets to do that. <laughs> All right. But but uh, no, like the interesting thing about Yeah, about I mean, you know, for those of you who don't know or forgotten, um, you know, like I work as a news reporter and this is harder to do with news, but you could do it. For instance, right. For easiest thing is like things are just saying like, like political rallies, very easy to put something at the DNC or the RN. So right. see when they're having their convention. Um, but even for hard news, you could pretend, if you wanted to give people what it senses like in a refugee camp, you could put it up there. Yep. If you were really ambitious and brave, you could have 3D cameras on you when you're in a war zone. And if you want to really horrify people, you could do that. Um, like right. you'd be like, yeah, no, this is, this is what happens when you decide to kill people. Like, yeah there there are hard new. there are things beyond entertainment that this technology could potentially do mm-hmm. um and to me that's actually a lot to us talking about this that's a, all these things are actually more exciting to me than the gaming application <laughs> <to the> perfectly <laughs> yes no because like with the gaming application I have to have a good director who understands it and I'm go you know who understands it and does it in a way that I won't be sick with this thing, it's like uh, yes, there's the sickness thing is still like a potential issue, but it's still like I know it's just as long as they get the camera right, then I'm going to enjoy watching okay. baseball. I know I'm going to enjoy watch watching Iron Maiden. I'm going no, I know I'm going to get a lot out of a news broadcast right. from a from a conflict zone. Right.
2: Um, the big issue right, right now is that it is still a a new technology, right? And there are three ways that something like this. Gains momentum.
0: Yeah.
2: Any any new sort of media, entertainment, what have you, medium. There are three things it ties into: mm. games, movies, and then the biggest one, porn.
0: Oh jeez, no,
2: no. <laughs> so <laughs> we were like out. It's we like, we like, were walking in the are, sunlight, yeah. and then hands yeah, shot out from the ground and pulled Hold us up. underground. Oh, here, here's the thing: is that porn never introduces. Porn never introduces new technology. Because if it's... Chris is making a valid starts, point on this one. I think I know is what that started. Is that If that's where it starts, no one accepts it. No. Because it's got a stigma attached to it.
0: But porn produces winners. Yeah. Basically... No,
2: porn, it's really, porn, no, it's porn is it's what true. decides winners.
0: Yes. Basically if there's a new piece of technology and the porn industry can utilize it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the porn industry will. And if there's a competitor, the one that porn utilizes the most Beats that That's
2: what happened with HD DVDs versus Blu-rays. Yeah. And now Blu-ray is all we use for, like, anything. And mm-hmm. it's what's now become the standard for movies and games. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, that that's why HTML5 is finally taking ground over, over Flash. Because it's <laughs> a lot easier to just dump a video into HTML5. And guess what? Now it plays on everything. Yeah. Right. And you don't need an app. You don't need, like, anything that could, that would be, like... You know, a stigma attached to it to watch that video. It's All going. Right. that VR All right, going tube, to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's
0: going to be VR imported. <laughs> um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen.
2: Um, but it's but but here's the thing: is that right now, like like you were saying, is that right now the the movie and TV aspect of it excite, is more exciting than the gaming aspect.
0: Yes.
1: This is true. Isn't this this might go down history. It's my favorite episode of the spoiler cast.
2: <laughs> is my face really that
0: entertaining? No, just just in
2: general. Just, well, but, just but, but this is a new me- So this is a new media technology, and it has yeah. to start somewhere. Yes. And. But look- we know where it finishes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know. Where it finishes. Well, but but look at look at three D TVs. You know, but this, this is the only way this could take off. Yeah. Look at 3D TVs. Yes. Though That's a technology that started on the movie slash TV side of things. Yeah. And is dead. Right. 3D TVs are dead. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. They are a, no one, they're not going to become mainstream anytime soon. Right. Because they don't work well for that. Right. When you try and apply it to everything. Right. This is, of the three ways that any new media technology becomes mainstream. Mm-hmm this is the only way VR could get a hold.
0: Uh, I mean, I think VR, like, again, in terms of the way porn interacts with VR, I think that if it, if it, you can successfully make porn work with it, it will take off. Oh,
2: absolutely. It will take off incredibly. Oh, and and you know they're working on that. (laughs) Um, And,
0: and, And to be realistically honest, the stuff like concerts, sports news, if they get the if they get real life filming good enough that you can enjoy a Red Sox game there, you're going to get they're going to get the filming good enough where you can have a porn scene where <laughs> it's where you are the camera. Well, we've well, all was- seen them. We've all watched them. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I, maybe it's just because like I'm associating this with games, and I've only put a VR set around when I have people around. But like you know, like we've all watched porn, but it's just like. That makes me extremely uncomfortable to think of the thought of using VR with it. Oh, I think yeah. because I just think of, like, if I have a headset on, Dan and is gonna pop up beside me. <laughs> or Tristan's gonna start narrating. <laughs> and then I won't get an erection for a year. <laughs>
2: And that's totally not where I was going with this. But, uh,
1: you started this whole conversation. Well, no, no,
2: no, no. You brought us down no, this I, deep, dark path. No, Don't even... I was gonna say, if is is you led us into the minds of Moria. I have no memory of this place. Um. No, was, no, what I was trying to say was that we will, unfortunately... It is that before we see the jump from games to... Movies, live events, live sports, and stuff. Yeah, porn is going to have to be the stepping stone. <laughs> yes, just, it, it, it's going to. I know. Too. I don't know. Like, I, know it's no.
1: I know. I just think it's great how serious.
2: This taken. Is that, is I that, mean, it's if we to, if we want to move beyond gaming, because yeah. no, no, this is a technology that can literally change the way we experience oh. events all over the world. Yeah. Right now, it's being used for games. Right, and yes,
0: the way that the way you potential. improve the, the way you improve, oh, institute workable VR experiences that uses actual footage is is through first person blowjobs. You have to go through the first person blowjobs to get a first row seat at the Red Sox. Uh, <laughs> is that, is it's that... normally the other way around for a promising fifth date. <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's, in order to get there, in order to get to and that VR stuff for for stuff like like Red Sox games, for concerts, for movies, for everything else, for it to move from games to that because if it started there, it would die. If it started there, it would die.
0: I mean, unless it was really good.
2: Unless unless you had, but you're
0: not going to get that level of goodness unless someone's already used it for porn.
2: Right. And l- <laughs> well, no, no, no. But let's look at let's look at 3D in, in movies. Mm-hmm. It took Avatar. It took James Cameron. The man who produced what was at that point the single greatest, highest-grossing box office movie ever. At that at that point in time, before what was it? Uh, Force but, Awakened. No no. No, 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 it was Titanic, and then
0: Avatar. Yeah, it's was like, it was. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like James Cameron makes the highest-grossing movie of all time. Comes out with a buddy of the huge budget, makes the highest-grossing movie of all time <laughs> again. James Cameron is like. It's basically James Cameron, like, waits, waits, waits to make a movie, and it's like, John Cena! Da, 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 da. <laughs> Except that there's, cause
1: like, muddy mean, cannons
0: I, everywhere. I, I right? thought I thought that mean, there was
1: a movie in between those two. I'm going to look it up now. Look, look it up.
2: Because um, I think there it's
0: needs still, be... like, I think right now it's Force Awakens Avatar Titanic. Yeah. Go
2: on. Shoot. Because that's, if it wasn't for that, we would not have 3D movies. Right no,
0: now. because the, you wouldn't have thought thought it was like going to be super profitable.
2: Right. You need someone who has a proven track record who can do something like
0: that. Okay. Th- th- to be perfectly honest, though, there is I- – I-, I will say that in terms of, like, track records changing paradigms, um, yes, you oftentimes do need someone to break through and make something happen. I, well, the best show, example of that, and though? show
2: that it is profitable.
0: Well, the best example of that, though, and Warner Brothers has been tripping over their heels ever since trying to replicate it, is – the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Nobody really under... Like, there was not the idea that you could make this large, wide wide-scre- sweeping eight movie, movie series with the same cast and the same continuity right. and it would be a monster profitable thing. Right. That the, wasn't on anybody's the, radar.
2: The only genres that did anything like that were horror movies and that's just because they ran into the ground.
0: Yeah, yeah. there wasn't like, oh, this is constantly making more and more money and it wasn't... Uh, and we're constantly trying to up ourselves with quality mm-hmm. similarly with Game of Thrones no one really ever thought of like we could take a novel and make a TV series out of it
2: we could take a fantasy novel and make and a make TV, TV series, series out. out of it that would become like a huge like
0: phenomena. yeah and then of course there's Lord of the Rings which like really instituted that like oh fantasy is a mm-hmm. genre that people would want to see if it's done well but like people want to
2: see if it's done well and what's it would tip four hours in a the movie theater for
0: yes this is true um, so it's just like – one of the cool things about the world we live in where the nerds have won and have taken over entertainment is is that there have been a number of watersheds. And one of the cool things about those watersheds is it's not just like, oh, we get to see like subjects and a series that we've wanted to see – comics that we've seen for, wanted to see for a long time. People are now willing to do those things in mediums and in ways that's actually very well suited to them. Mm-hmm. Which again, loop it back to 3D, the success of 3D is definitely in games, absent from events and porn, yeah. is <laughs> going, is going to really be based off of people using it in mediums that it's suited for. Because right. like, I mean, really at the end of the day, it's all art and creativity. It's mm-hmm. all creating beautiful shared cultural experiences and giving creators more tools.
2: Right. Right now we're, at, we're still in the early adopter stage. Exactly, so, we're in was, the
0: stage where a great creator I don't think has decided I'm going to make a 3DM or a creator who is we don't know is a great creator yet hasn't decided I'm going to make a master. Right, there's
2: no there hasn't been a there hasn't been a VR avatar yet.
0: No, right uh, there hasn't been a VR Metal Gear. There is a, a Kojima or a Chris Metzen or a, I mean Shigeru Peter Miyamoto. Molyneux hasn't there, it there, there hasn't been a VR right? Shigeru Miyamoto. There hasn't been yeah.
2: a VR. Um, yeah, hit, who hit, made Sonic? Me a- Right. Um, Some
0: fight guy. me, Sonic fanboys. Fight me. <laughs> no one cares so, about your comic book. Actually, forgot who made it. Me too. Come on, to Sonic that. fanboys. Anyway. Fight us. So,
2: well, I think what I think I'm waiting for. I think what we'll, what we'll don't pull us back down this dark hole. No, no, no. no. Is if if Valve
1: okay if Valve we're already going in the right direction Valve is
2: wants to
0: make a porn
2: truly <laughs> no no actually I know where are no, is going Source Filmmaker right has already been used for that enough leave it be um, if Valve announces that Half-Life 3
0: is in VR
2: is coming out yeah. first of all <laughs> period period <laughs> and will be specifically designed for VR that's what it, I think it will take to yeah. truly solidify VR well, in gaming, yeah.
1: But then you're also it's again a, a nauseating experience, likely. Right. But unless they well they, they would work their the way they're, around they're
0: it. They're Valve. Valve they're doesn't make Valve doesn't make stinkers. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Valve, Valve makes
0: great. Although they haven't really made. Oh right, they did make Portal 2. That was the last like big gaming thing I think they made. Left for Dead. Oh, too. Left for Dead. Also not a mm-hmm. Like they make good games. Valve yeah. makes good games.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay,
1: so I have the list. So I have two lists here. Yes, um, the second one actually a little more fascinating than the first, which I think is neat. The,
0: one, the adjusted for inflation yes. list is very fascinating because mm-hmm. I believe Gone with the Wind is still the top. It is, yeah.
1: So, so the highest sourcing films, not taking into account inflation, number one is Avatar, number two is still Titanic.
0: Wait, I thought Force Awakens is on there.
1: Number three.
0: Oh, it was number three. Yeah. Oh, wow. Avatar still... So, yeah, James Cameron still holds the top spots. So, I thought yeah. Force Awakens had not... I thought it
1: had, too. And then I, I want to go down the list because it gets more interesting after okay. that. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Let's 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 go down let's go this go. rabbit hole. So, Avatar, Titanic, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Jurassic World, number four. Well, I can see that. The really? Avengers, number five. Understandable. Number six is Furious 7.
0: <laughs> the, those <laughs> movies... Oh, I have I, have not... lot, I
1: enjoy them greatly. I've never seen yeah. them all the way well, through, but
0: I've no heard after 4, time. they get incredibly good. It's yeah. like
2: it's like it's reverse of the normal thing four is when they become self-aware that's exactly it they become self-aware in of what movie makes they're supposed awesome. to be yeah.
1: yeah number seven is Avengers the Age of Ultron so Avengers 2 number eight is Harry Potter and Death, Deathly Hallows Part 2 which is the last Harry Potter film okay number nine is Frozen and number ten is Iron Man 3 so a lot of those are kind of obvious because they're newer so they, mm-hmm. they're going to make more money in general but the more fascinating list as you said is the highest grossing films adjusted for inflation
2: yeah right. here we go
1: Which assumes that every one of these movies came out the same date. Well,
2: the 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 people what people paid for them now is is what they would pay for them if they saw them today.
1: So number one is Gone with the Wind. Yep. Yeah. Gone with the Wind, still highest grossing ever. Which would be which would be the equivalent of three point four billion dollars today. Yeah. Um number two is Avatar. Number three is the original Star Wars. Yep. So New Hope. Number four is Titanic. Number five is The Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Number six is E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Mm. Number seven is The Ten Commandments. Number eight is Dr. Zhivago.
0: Dr. Zhivago.
1: Yeah. Number eight.
2: That's uh, if that's a beautiful movie, by the way. <laughs> if you can sit through all of it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Number nine is Jaws. Yep. Which is an amazing movie. And number 10 is Snow White
0: and the Seven Dwarfs. Yep. So Spielberg has how many on that list? A bunch. a bunch, two right, two right. E.T. and Jaws, right? Yeah, Cameron yeah. only has one, right? No, he's got Titanic and Avatar. Oh, Titanic. So, so Spielberg and Cameron have two each. Um, Sound it, of Music is a, I don't is know. a
1: musical. Yeah, there. I think that I think beyond that, it's all one-offs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that to, to me, what I think is really fascinating about about the adjusted list is is that we think of like movies that make tons of money, these big special effects blockbusters, but it's the classic. A, a number of them are special effects blockbusters, but a number of others are just really like big, powerful classics. Like mm-hmm. I mean,
2: mm-hmm. Ten Commandments, Doctor Zhivago,
1: Gone with the Wind, John Gone with, with the, the wind. wind, Sound of Music, Sound of Music. Right. The other ones are effects ones, though. I mean, like Jaw jo- I mean, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Jaws are. I would argue are both visual effects movies. I mean, As is,
0: is easy. Snow White was
1: the first Disney cartoon in color, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. First
1: feature length. First feature length animated period. film. Period. Yeah. And then uh, Jaws was just a. I mean, at that time was probably pretty technical.
0: Yeah. I. Marvel. I mean, I think VFX definitely makes it so you push up the push up the budget. But I think it's also just like a good reflection these things on uh, on like really what like brings people into theaters. I mean, the non-adjusted for inflation, the reason why Frozen is in the top ten is is that everyone wanted to go see it, because
2: and all their kids wanted to see it again and again. And again,
0: I mean Adina Menzel, man, just did, like cast her things work.
2: <laughs> well, 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 did, you, uh, did you hear that the uh, songwriter for Frozen officially apologized to parents all over the world? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I am so, so sorry <laughs> that you have to listen to this song Let so it much. Go. <laughs> Let we it went go. down a rabbit
1: hole of tangents, but yep. um, we did. But I did. no, that, I
0: think that, that's
2: so that cool good. and it's interesting. Yeah. Are there well, any um,
1: other comments we want to make about VR? We... I,
0: think I,
1: we think, I think we have spanked this.
2: Yeah, I think we spanked <laughs> no, the hell out of this.
1: Would you please stop? <laughs> don't um, don't drag us back down <laughs> there. Sorry. So did you see
2: the? So did you guys see that video with the girl who's no, like right on no no, no 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think what we need to do next is I think we need to get Dan into uh, e Valkyrie.
0: Yes, I agree. I think Dan and Eve Valkyrie is a good thing. In uh, <laughs> meanwhile, though, isn't it time that we ask people what they've been playing?
1: We can, but I think we spent enough time on this. We should probably yeah. cut it and can, we can talk can about it, it later. Yeah. Can, it one, can
2: it? So the one thing I've been playing that hasn't been on the channel is you the can be quick. Latest Phoenix yeah. game. Yeah,
0: no, we can do it quick. Which I, I, yeah, I've been playing
1: Battlefield One, which which made me want to play Overwatch again. <laughs> really because it just turned me off to that sort of gritty fast
2: well, have have you been doing multiplayer mm-hmm. or single player both how do you like the single player campaign it's good that's what i've been seeing. It, it's 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 good because it the
1: the storyline's told in like a very like historic like mm-hmm biography sort of way which right. is neat but and it's you also
2: get, you get a lot of different viewpoints
5: too. you do
1: you get different viewpoints to the war but the other thing that's nice about it is it really does it, it cuts out all the fat and you really are going through like every mission is like you're going to be in this situation in multiplayer mm-hmm. like it's I, I would advise people to play the single player first yeah. to at least some degree before they hop into multiplayer
2: well, mm. I'm also really glad they did so many different viewpoints for the campaign because unlike because in World War One. There are no bad guys in World right. War One, except that everyone is the bad guy.
0: Right. No, World War One was an absolute shit show.
2: Right. Um, but the, but you can't look at World War One and go these are the villains right
0: like World
1: War II is World pretty War II easy. is it's easy boom <laughs> the Nazis! <laughs> yeah, yeah. these are your villains. <laughs> yeah. yes indeed yeah <laughs> can I just
0: say I'm really looking forward to Call of Duty finally getting back to killing Nazis again yeah, yeah. I it, it was right that they went away from it because we had too many World War II games clustered up but it's time yeah. time to return to classic form stop picking on Kid Harrington in space right.
2: <laughs> you'll anyway. s- we'll still never see. A World War Two German campaign. Of course not. We will never see that. No, no. At least now with Battlefield One, we can get all these different viewpoints, and a lot of them are from countries that don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of the big thing that happened
0: after World War. II. No, for sure. Um Do you get? it? Is, is there like a Turkish campaign? Is
1: there I like? Turkish I I've campaign? only played a few of them. I haven't through all them and then i jumped online and got smoked
2: i know there's an italian campaign yeah there's a i know there's like two british campaigns yeah yeah uh there's a campaign where you play as lawrence of arabia wow
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um there's a fifth campaign too i'm not sure which side you play in that one
0: serbs germans i don't know austrians
2: i'm not sure i don't remember That was a big-ass truck that just went by the house. Yeah, I was just like a little
0: concerned for our cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyway. All right. well,
0: let's not get too far off topic. And, Bear, what have you been playing? So, um, I, as you all know, most of the time when I game, I just am over at Triss making videos, which you can watch on our YouTube channel, because you should. <laughs> ThreeHeadedBoy.com slash YouTube or YouTube.com slash ThreeHeadedBoy. It's tour. true. Yeah. Uh, but I've been uh, trying to play Bloodboard, which is fun, but is definitely calves me banging my head because I want to just go kill things yep. and I have to be all cautious I'm, and shit.
2: You, you must uh, unlearn what you oh. have learned. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, yes. Tristan is literally on my
2: Patience. shoulders as I do this. <laughs> I, I saw
1: I, <laughs> I got here late and I, I I like looked out look up looked up the lawn and I saw just Tristan standing up like flailing his arms and I was like are like, well I saw I, I really stood there for about 5 seconds 10 seconds I was just trying to picture like what is Tristan doing right now? Like what could possibly be <laughs> happening? I don't know, just acting something. If he was in VR watching you in VR and was like, trying to motivate you or something, and it yeah. just turns out you were just playing Bloodborne, yeah, he was marching I, around the room talking.
2: treat him, I cannot. Patience, he does not have.
0: So uh, the other thing is, there. is that of course we are continuing our StarCraft II campaign, which you know, again, it's a great game. I'm a giant StarCraft fanboy. The the campaign is awesome. Uh, the story is wonderful. So it's you know that's the other thing. But uh, in terms of the stuff that does not involve Triss and video games. Uh, is actually uh, I played some uh, Warhammer, uh, uh, to- some total Warhammer. Total Warhammer, Warhammer. is, the, total best Warhammer to is the best way to say it. Basically, the Total War game that's set in the Warhammer universe, mm-hmm. and I gotta say it's excellent. Mm-hmm. It is basically everything because I love Games Workshop fluff, uh, but you know I, I do Well, I also <laughs> don't have ten way too much money to do minis, and also I don't yeah. have the time to to uh to paint stuff even if i didn't like have a lot of time have like that section of my nerd time like to vote to magic it's just like too much money to even like begin to dip my toe into it but the fluff is awesome and in terms of like strategy games total war is like right up there in in that you can like have it's very immersive a smaller force can defeat a larger force how you uh, how, how you move your units Directly affects the battle. It's it's really cool. It's really cool. Like I think StarCraft is on one pillar in terms of micro and in terms of economy management, and Warhammer is on another pillar in terms of I guess simulating a little bit more how battles happen historically and how also kind of like as a state simulator. Hmm. It's a lot of fun, and people who like I feel like you either either my guess is is that the Warhammer uh, uh, well, the Total War games. Are either they're the greatest thing ever, and oh my gosh, I've dreamed since I was a little child that I was controlling the Roman Empire, or whatever other historical faction you're doing, one, or like, uh, this is this is okay. And for me, I am totally I have dreamed since I was a little child that I'm controlling <laughs> historical empires. And when I then get to do that in a fantasy universe while I'm controlling a kingdom of dwarves.
2: That's that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, just call me when they finally introduced the Skaven as a playable race.
0: They have not introduced the Skaven yet, but I believe they have Beastmen and Goblet. Oh, well, no, Goblet's all over with the green skater, but they have Beastmen now.
2: Eh. Yeah. Skaven, Skaven are where it's at. Skaven are the best. Okay. Skaven are the best race in Warhammer fantasy. You because explain. they're an entire species of Saturday morning cartoon villains. That's awesome. Yeah. And if they could ever actually work together, they, they'd conquer the planet. But they can't and it's hilarious. Just
0: checking to see if, they, if they've updated any of the other races before so the internet doesn't hate me. Uh, playable factions. So yeah, it's uh the actually the empire, the dwarves, another type of go uh, another type of dwarves, the greenskins, uh different types of greenskins, the vampire counts. Oh, you can also play as chaos and the beastmen and I believe Britonia is now available.
2: Yeah, that that makes sense that they would have uh, Britonia.
0: But yeah, no. But anyways, the point is, the game is the game is great and fun. And if you like, if you like Total War games, you should play it. If you like uh, Games Workshop Total uh, uh, to Games Workshop uh, Warhammer Fluff, you should play it. And if you happen to like both, like I do. It is peanut butter and bacon on a sandwich. <laughs> Put it in your mouth and eat it. It's awesome. <laughs> all cool. I right. think
1: we're in a good spot. To, uh, yeah, listen to I think, us. I
0: think we're excellent. Uh, so, yeah, uh we are. Dan's favorite episode of the podcast. Yeah. yeah excellent. And now fire. we are, Dan and I and Tris, we're all running free on the open plains, and there's no one who's going to drag us back down That's right. into things. Please li- <laughs> listen
1: to us.
2: <laughs> headset's a rocket. Don't come on. <laughs>
1: listen to us on uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. You can subscribe to us there, review us, leave us a five star or one star review if you <laughs> had, had enough of us getting dragged back in the abyss. Um, and you can check out our website at threeheadedboy.com. And you can also view us on our YouTube channel with more and more videos. As we go, of course, uh, at YouTube.com slash ThreeHeadedBoy or ThreeHeadedBoy.com slash YouTube. Till next time, thanks, everyone.
3: Bye. Bye. so unprepared so here's your valentine bouquet of clumsy words a simple melody this world's an ugly place but you're so beautiful to me i think about the times she kissed me In a long of time And I'm so unprepared So here's your valentine Bouquet okay, of no clumsy words A simple melody This world's an ugly place But you're so beautiful